Drew Brees has retired officially as of Monday morning. The free agency market is open. A lot of teams have picked up a lot of different players in free agency. Who's the most aggressive person? Who's been the most aggressive team in free agency this year? And who's been the least aggressive in free agency or targeting free agency as the free agency market opens up? Who's been the most aggressive team and who hasn't been? We're going to talk more about that on the show coming up in just a few seconds here, or just a few minutes, I should say, here on the Real Sports Show, everybody. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Bet, y'all, and the sounds that y'all are hearing is another sound of the Real Sports Show coming at y'all live in the den, y'all. I'll see y'all in a minute. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Hey, what? Say what? Yeah, y'all. All right, everybody, welcome to the Realest Sports Show, y'all. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. DJ Curry stepped out the building for a minute, y'all. He'll be back on the show, y'all. Y'all know how it feels. He's going to come back with some more analysis and giving everybody their free agency updates as he's been giving me all throughout the days of the week. You know, I know it's only been one day of free agency, but today was day number two of free agency, and we still ain't done with free agency yet, though. Y'all know the sound. Y'all know who y'all boy is. I'm Mark A.K. The Vet, like I said before, y'all. And we're going to jump right into this a little bit, though. I'm going to start this segment off with Drew Brees retiring and uh, the future of the New Orleans Saints at quarterback position and where I feel as though, how I feel as though the New Orleans Saints should carry this position out and who I think they should really give a tryout to and really think that they should move forward with and which they already going to do anyway, purposely anyway. But Drew Brees has retired, y'all, officially, as everybody knows already. Drew Brees, hell of a quarterback, top tier, number one Hall of Famer in my record books as well as everybody else's record books. Got one Super Bowl underneath his belt. Cheated out of two chances to make the Super Bowl again in the Minneapolis Miracle game and another game that was a a, a, a pass interference call that was never called. Drew Brees had a chance to go to the Super Bowl three times in his career, only making it once and winning it once. It is what it is. I would have loved to see a Tom Brady versus, you know, Drew Brees in the Super Bowl, but I never got a chance to see that, though, on the field. I never got a chance to experience, I mean, what we did get a chance to experience, I should say, is this. We got to see Tom Brady and Drew Brees in their prime days go head-to-head, even though one is still playing today and he wants to play till he's 45 years old. Trade bizarre, whatever. But in the same aspect, the breath, though, is, is this. Drew Brees has made history time after time and time again Leading the league in passing yards, leading the league in touchdowns, 
you know, he's accomplished so many things with his Hurricane Katrina relief that he did, that he gave to the Hurricane Katrina victims, the amount of money that he has spent in New Orleans, the amount of things that he's done for New Orleans. Now, I can look past last year's remarks of the national anthem, whether we should kneel, take a stand, or whatever the case may be. I can look past all that. I can look past all that. For his amount of contributions that he did for the city of New Orleans, I can look past all that. I, I do believe that Drew Brees is a top-tier quarterback. You know, he's a Hall of Famer in my book. He's going into commentary, as anybody didn't know. He's going into commentary. He will be one of the um, announcers of games and doing the commentary on games and stuff like that. Just like John and Tony Romo up in the booth, you know, calling games and telling people how he feels about the games and so on and so forth. Now, the New Orleans Saints, in my opinion... Should go with Jameson Winston in my book. I believe that they should go with him, and they are going to go with him as being the number one quarterback in their first string lineup. You know, Winston deserves in my book another shot at the t- at the chance to starting of a starting job again. Why I say that is because you know, yes, he was the thirty for thirty man. Yes, he had trouble with vision. Yes, he had trouble looking at downfield, though, but he, he had 30 touchdowns underneath his belt. Also, with accountability of 30 interceptions underneath his belt. So he threw the same amount of touchdowns and the same amount of interceptions in one year of his career, of his last year career in Tampa Bay, which he's followed his releasing of being in Tampa Bay and joining the New, oh, excuse me, everybody, joining the New Orleans Saints in the pre, in the pro, I mean, the next year over. Now, Winston, you know, Winston, you know, he's developed a, he, he has a unique ability to run the ball. Not saying that Tyson Hill is not a good quarter. I mean, not a, a, a outstanding player at the quarterback position, but he doesn't have the arm strength to do it. And he's 30 years old. And we have seen when quarterbacks, some quarterbacks that get in the league, once they turn 30, you start to see a regression in some of the passes that they can do. But Tyson Hill is one of the quarterbacks that I would use in the Wildcat offense. I would use him as a tight end as they used him last year. I would use him all over the field as they can be. When Drew Brees went down, Tyson Hill went in the game. He won. He, you know, he did his thing a little bit, though. But his passing is not up to par to where I think the New Orleans Saints offense is wanting to go. And once Drew Brees got back in the helm of things, you know, their progress went forward not regress backwards in a sense, I should say. Now, Wentz, I think that, you know, he can keep that going forward. He has a good arm on him. He has the arm straight to get downfield with his corrective vision and his eyesight that he said he got over the year. I think that was the best thing for him. I think that he needed that. I think that going forward, I think that, you know, he could be the best fit and that best option for the for the New Orleans Saints. He can help them win and stay on top of their division the way they've done with Drew Brees going throughout the years. Um, Yes, it was only a one-year deal. Tyson Hill got a multi-year deal worth a little bit more money because he plays different positions on the field. So do I believe this is Wentz's first chance and last chance with the New Orleans Saints? Can he go out there and prove himself to be a starting quarterback again? I believe he can. 
I think it won't be a problem because he's been in the system for a year. He's seen the likes of Drew Brees passing yards. He's learned from Drew Brees. He's learned a little bit of things of how to maneuver in the pocket and, you know, do a little bit of things that Drew can do, but not as better as Drew can do. But it is what it is on them circumstances. So good luck to Jameson Winston. Good luck to Tyson Hill. Um, Tyson Hill. And let's see how it goes for it, you know. Let's see what goes on in the coming days as the must surfaces and practices start to come about. Let's see what they can really do. Um, moving forward, let's move forward to our next segment of the show. Um, we're still on the free agency here. We're still going to talk about a little bit more free agency. Uh, Andy Dalton has agreed to join the Bears for a one-year deal worth $10 million. He is no longer a Cowboy. The Cowboys have released him and let him walk. And now he's joining the Chicago Bears on a one-year deal worth $10 million. Let's see how the Bears join and join forces with him. Let's see what the Bears can do with him. Um, Andy Dalton last year was not that bad of a quarterback last year, even though he took a lot of hits last year. Got rocked a couple time frames, though. And... Previously, he started 133 games for Cincinnati for the Cincinnati Bengals, taking them to the playoffs five times in nine years. Cincinnati moved on from him last year once it was selected of Joe Burrow, a first overall pick in the draft. Um, Dalton would join the Bears after spending the 2020 season with the Dallas Cowboys, as I said. He started in 11 games after replacing the injured Dak Prescott and finished his campaign with 14 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Not bad. You know, but Dallas didn't go anywhere last year. Dallas was, they were still in the hunt. He kept them in the hunt. He won them a few games to keep them close by him. But at the end of the day, it wasn't enough to, it wasn't enough to secure the NFC East last year. It wasn't enough for them to keep going with him and, you know, making him out to be the the quarterback that they want to take on or future references. They want to keep the veteran you know, give him some other chance to start somewhere else. And if he gets that opportunity too, I think Andy Dalton would do potentially a good job of joining the Chicago Bears. And I think he'd be a great addition to the Chicago Bears going forward. And mind you, everybody, he is 33 years old. And he is a he has an 0-4 as a starter in the playoffs. And... He also only finished one campaign with a passer rating of 92, above 92 passer rating in one year. So I'm I'm reluctant to see what he can do with different weapons. I've seen what he, how he can get the ball downfield. He makes some good accuracy reads. He he can do the job, though. He can get the job done kind of in a sense, though. But got to find the right protection for him. You got to make it fit for him so he can get the ball downfield a lot effectively even more i'm glad i don't have to deal with andy dalton no more in the in the nfc east and before i get into the nfc east and before i start talking about the washington football team and fitz magic joining the washington football team you know it it, it, it's gonna be a sight to see all right everybody we're gonna move a little bit forward here you know, uh, Seattle, Chicago had a very, very aggressive attack going against Russ for Russell Wilson. 
They wanted to take him. They wanted to get him in a trade deal. Wanted to bring Russ to Chicago, but Seattle is not budging at all right now. They're not budging at all because of the fact of the matter is they want Russ there. They want him there. They want him badly there. And I think that they're going to work this out. And I think he's going to be a Seattle Seahawks for, you know, another year, another season, maybe a two. And as they work out contract negotiations, I think he's going to stay in Seattle because he's their best option at quarterback right now, in my opinion. I don't see anybody replacing Russell Wilson. He's took them to two Super Bowls. They won one, lost one, but that wasn't on the fluke of him, nor his arm strength, even though he threw the interception in the end zone, which should have been a run play. As everybody claims, we know, we know this, that it should have been a run play, but they put the ball in Russ' hands. Russ threw an interception in the end zone versus the Patriots, and they wind up losing in the Super Bowl game. It was a one game, you know, it was one day, one of those games where you either are in there or you're out of there. And yeah, it, it was one of them type games for me. Um, very aggressive player, very good player, very good mindset. All he wants is some say and what goes on in the organization. And I think Russ has put his bid in there and I think he's done enough to get some say in what weapons he should have on the team. And I think Russ has done enough just to have some say in what goes on in team operations. I think he does have enough say and enough pull and enough respect around the league and on his team as his teammates, you know, to have some say in what, who they bring in, who they don't bring in for his comfortability. And if they, and if they don't think that way and they don't believe that way, then they're totally wrong for putting Russ in that position to want to trade or, you know, to want to be in the trade situation. He has not requested for a trade yet at all, period. But to put a man in that position to want to be traded or to want out of Seattle or want out of a team, I think that's kind of contradictory of being wrong. And I do believe that they are, they need to work this out effectively today and they need to hurry up and get it out the way. So that way we can move forward and know that he's going to be starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks going forward. Now, topic of the hour, topic coming up of the hour, topic coming up of the hour. Who are the best free agency on the, who are some of the best free agents I think are still out there on the market right now? Quarterback wise, none. Alex Smith, I'm sorry, but you're too much of a liability. I loved you in Washington. I appreciate you coming to Washington. I do. I I highly, really do appreciate you coming to Washington. And, And, yeah. And, you know, you did your thing here. You did what you had to do. You won comeback player of the year. But that knee is what's going to bug everybody. That knee... Can that knee stay healthy? Can that knee go forward? Be what they need on the team. Can that knee withstand a lot more punishment that it's going to take if he gets hit again? Can that knee hold up is the question going forward. Mitchell Trubisky, you know, he's a 29-21 as a starter, and Chicago hardly provided a great cast around him. 
And I think wherever Mitchell Trubisky goes going forward, you know, I think he's gonna have a he's gonna have a promising future wherever he goes. But there's been some ties, um, you know, there's been some ties to Washington that Washington is trying to pursue him, and you know, I don't know if he can come to Washington and and make something of himself in Washington though, but. If he does come here, he does come here. If he doesn't, he doesn't. It is what it is. But for right now, that's the best quarterback on the market to me. Running back-wise, you still got – we got a lot of good running backs out here on the market that haven't been picked up yet, but some teams are looking forward to signing them back and some teams aren't or looking forward to restructure some deals out here. Um, my top pick right now would be Chris Carson. Even though he has some fumbling issues and some battles, some injuries – Chris Carson is good up there. Leonard Fournette is up there as well. Todd Gurley, you know, he, he, he you know, averaged under four yards per carry in his second straight campaign. The two-time All-Pro um, all is 26, and he's now two years removed from being a viable starter. Reliable starter, I should say. I think in the right situation, Todd Gurley can be out there and he could be successful in the right situation with the right front line and the right cast members around him to run the ball and the right effective team to go to and that he can explode out of. He could explode out of any offense. He has the leg strength to do it. I believe that, you know, if you put him in the right position to run the ball or you put him in the right position to do what he has to do, then... I do believe that he can do it and be effective. Marlon Mack was an extremely productive over four seasons with the Colts, and he's only 25 years old right now. But Mack had the benefit of playing behind an excellent offensive line in Indianapolis, and he's coming off a torn Achilles. He could face the, a tough market, and it is a tough market out there with all these players that are out there. Um... Like I said, Todd Gurley's on the market. Leonard Fournette is on the market. You got Jamal Williams on the market. You got James Conner on the market. You got a lot of tough running backs on the market right now. Um, moving forward to wide receiver position right now. There's a lot of good wide receivers out there right now. Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent right now. Kenny Galladay is a free agent. Will Fuller, Antonio Brown. Regardless of whatever you say of the man, he's a great cast. He's a great deep threat for any team. Any team will be reluctant to pick him back up, and any team will be reluctant to also deal with his off-the-field issues that he has going on too as well. Man, coming off another Super Bowl, he has a Super Bowl win underneath his belt. Last season, he did great things last year. And he nearly played to a 1,000-yard pace with the Buccaneers, despite being interrogated, I mean, in integrated slowly over the few weeks in 2020, so we we gotta we gotta see if Antonio Brown is the same person with an entire season. He has a he has a thousand yard season underneath his belt. He can he can produce a thousand yard season and more if you give him the right team that will throw the ball to him and get him the passes that he needs. I believe that he's gonna sign back with the Buccaneers. Because I think Tom Brady just loves playing with the guy. Who's his thing? Another person that caught my eye was Sammy Watkins. The talent is there, but Watkins appears, as they say in here, 
appears to be incapable of staying healthy. His yearly absences have kept him from reaching 700 yards in every season since 2015. I think with the right fit for him will be the right management, the right team chemistry, and, you know, not saying that Kansas City is not the right team for him to be on, but I think that with proper maintenance to him, meaning health-wise, more proper health officials looking into him, trying to fix him up, and more conditioning for him. I think he could be on pace for a 1,000-yard season with any other team that he goes to. Or if he decides to stay with Kansas City, I think they would love to have him back there as a threat option of going deep. Not a bad player at all. Not a bad player at all. But he has some spurts where he doesn't stay healthy at all. Deshaun Jackson is not even on my list because he can't stay healthy through an entire season anymore. He has battled injury after injury after injury after injury after injury. And I think he needs to go ahead and wrap it up. He's 34 years old. I think he needs to wrap it up. I think he needs to wrap it up. That's just my opinion of it. But hey, who's to say that they do or don't? Now, I'm going to switch gears here because now I'm going to go to the topic of the hour for the Washington football team. And I'm going a little bit of Fitz magic here because the Washington football team just picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick and signed him to a one-year deal worth $10 million. Yeah, we know. I know. I know what y'all are saying. He's not going to change the game. He's he's not going to be the same Fitz magic that we're all capable of seeing going downfield or whatever the case may be. I get that. I get all of that. I trust me, I do. I get all of it. But the arm talent is there. This man is 38 years old, and he he can do he can do different things as a quarterback. He can provide you with that long ball downfield if you get open. He if you give him the right talent. If you give him the right talent, you have one secured wide receiver, Terry McLaurin on your team that will go get the ball regardless whether you put it on the spot, off the spot, wherever, he's going to go get that ball. Also, too, is you got Calvin Harmon, who's coming back off a leg injury from last season. Another tall receiver that can go get the ball. You got you got Sims, Steven Sims on the lineup, too, as well. And Cam Sims, if you resign them back to the team. Got another long ball, deep threat kind of player on the field some players that can play in the slot position some players they can't but you need a number two receiver and you say and I say this because you need that number two receiver though because of the fact that matters that when he throws that ball when Ryan Fitzpatrick looks down the field and throws that ball downfield he needs a player that can go get it he needs the player that can be effective on the field as a number one if a number one threat ain't there then the number two threat has got to be there down downfield they have to have a number two receiver to go in there and play his ass off as the number two slot receiver. Not a slot receiver, but as the number two receiver going deep down the field. Now, Fitzpatrick is in is expected to enter the training camp as Washington's starting quarterback, but will draw competition for Taylor Heineke and I mean from Taylor Heineke. I'm not saying that Taylor Heineke was not a uh, 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 he didn't play as well as he was supposed to last year. I'm not going to say that at all. No. 
He played a hell of a game last year. Played as well as he could do in in a playoff game, a wild card game last year. He got over the hurdle a little bit last year, but he didn't win the game as he didn't win that game. And to win football games, you got to go out there and you got to play your heart out. He left everything on the field. They just came up a little bit short in Washington in that game. Tom Brady got the best of them a little bit in that game. And he got a little hurt in the game with a shoulder injury. You know, it was a lot of things that misfired in that game. But I would like to see him in a quarterback competition battle with Ryan Fitzpatrick or Ryan Fitzpatrick out there telling him what he needs to do, what he can work on, how he can get better, how he can go out there and overcome the obstacles being in the game if he is our starting quarterback going forward. There's different things that this team can offer than more than just what we have as talent on the defensive side. You need to go get a number two weapon. You got to get it. You got to go get it now while there are options available right now on the on the free agency list that I just named. There's a lot of good players out there that we can go get. There's a lot of good players that needs to be picked up. And then on the second hand, too, is, is this. You just lost Ronald Darby. You know, we just lost him. Now he's signed with a different team now. And, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Now we need a number two shutdown corner. Quentin Dunbar is still is now available to be a, is now available as a free agent. He did very very well in the man to man coverage, and you know, you know he did well well as man to man coverage for the Washington football team when he last played with Washington. I think bringing him back would would be a good option and you know a good choice to bring him back. And still go out there and look for another number one person. Move a couple people around a little bit, though, in the backfield. And let's see how this thing works out in the backfield. We need we need some players. We need a good, solid defense because the front line of the defense is ready to go. The linebackers, uh, we, can, we can work that out through that. We can work a little bit through it. But the secondary is still questionable. And with that being said, we need to work on our secondary. And we need to we need to be able to we need to be able to stop the long balls going downfield. We need to be able to shut that down. We need to start being the deep we need to stop being that team that would allow seven thousand passing yards going downfield and nobody's there to cover it. Nobody's there to to, to, to to take on the 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 number one receiver over here. Kendall Fuller can't do it all by himself. Fabian Moreau can't do it all by himself. Landon Collins, you know, got hurt last year, but we still managed to make the playoffs this year without him. But Landon Collins coming back this year, healthy and strong, and with a Kendall Fuller back there, Fabian Moreau back there, and I believe a Quentin Dunbar back there, you know, it, it can make it work. You know, it, it it should work. I I hope it works. I really really do. But if it doesn't work out the way that it's supposed to, or we don't sign that top free agent of a cornerback this year, 
Richard Sherman is still out there. You can get him for less than money. And he's drawing interest from Chicago right now. It 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 can it can go down to be any kind of way that you think about it. You have a way of, you know, signing Richard Sherman for less money. Maybe you can get him for like twelve million dollars for a one year deal, or you can go get Quentin Dunbar Quentin Dunbar on a multi year deal for maybe two three years. And sign up for a measly $25 million. Uh, you know, sign up for the measly $25 million for three years. You can go grab that talent right then and there. Bring them to Washington or $48 million. You have the cap space to do it. Work it out. You're only missing a few pieces from this team reliving a playoff run this year. And it can work out this year. It can work. It can work. All we got to do is believe in it that it will work. And we can make it work for this team going forward but this team has to want to go get it this Ron Rivera is trying to change the culture around here and he says he wants to change the culture around here though but we gotta see what happens with you know with this team defensively in the secondary and we have to see what happens with this team getting number two receiver and we have to see how this quarterback competition may work out with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke, whether Taylor Heineke is going to be the second string player or Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be second string player, or you might just sign back Kyle Allen and bring him back here because he's still on, on our list of being on our team. Either way, this still got to work out for this year. Either way, this still has to make promising for this team going forward. Now, just a side note, Tyrod Taylor has just joined the Texans on a reported one-year deal worth $12.5 million. You know, I like that. I like the way they did that. I like Tyrod Taylor for the Texans. But that does not tell me what are you doing with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. He has claimed that he wants out of Houston. He has said it. He wants out of Houston. And I believe that they should give him what he wants. Let him go out of Houston. Let him get out of there. Let him start his career over somewhere else. We're on a team that can use his services on a team. You have drained this team out of wide receivers. But he did it without wide receivers on his team. You know what I mean? He did it without the wide receivers on his team. But, you know, let the man go. He's not happy with the situation here in in Houston, he's not happy at all, period. But let him go. But everybody, I have to take a quick commercial break here real quickly. This show has been brought to you by MrRSauces.com. That is M-I-S-T-E-R Sauces.com. Go get your sauces on there and and check my man's out. Uh, you know, shout out to my man, Mr. R. He got some great sauces up there. He got the sauce that you that, that would take your mouth out kind of sauces. Um, also, this this show has been brought to you by Financially Tone, which you'll hear a commercial break in just a minute. We'll be right back with more of the Riddle Sports Show, everybody. Stay tuned. Hey, y'all. It's Tony. I'm here today to tell you about my small business called Financially Tone. Financially Tone provides bookkeeping services to small service-based businesses 
who are looking to free themselves from the stress and confusion of dealing with the books on their own and who want to devote more time to other things like growing their business, traveling, or spending time with their family. We provide full bookkeeping services, which includes accounts receivable, accounts payable, payroll. We also provide cleanup services and QuickBooks setup. If you're interested, please reach out to us and let us know how we can help. You can reach us on our website at financiallytone.com. You heard it here first on The Realist Sports Show. All right, everybody, we're back with more of The Realist Sports Show here. Everybody, thank y'all for the listening to my commercial breaks. You know, if anybody has a commercial break or is selling a business or trying to sell some business out there that want to be put on a show, please let me know. And hit the inbox up at the Realist Sports Show um, Facebook page. You can hit the inbox up at, or y'all can go online, hit Mark, a.k.a. the vet up um, on my Facebook page. If y'all listening to the show, if you have a business out there that y'all want to promote or you want people to hear about it, let me know and I'll put y'all on the show. We have no qualms with that, uh, putting anybody on the show that has an up and coming business on the show. But I last left off at the Texans and Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston. He wants out of Houston. You should let him go. You have a fully capable quarterback and freaking doggone Tyrod Taylor now. He could play backup quarterback, but I think he wants to start as a quarterback because he got the short end of the stick all the years coming. Last year it was doggone sticking at heart. I mean, sticking his rib, I mean, his lung case last year that sidelined him. Now they took him out of uh, Los An- of the Los Angeles area. Now they put him with the Houston Texans down this year, and he's just getting the short end of the stick. He's a journeyman now. And as a journeyman, you don't want to be the journeyman on going around the season and just picking up little funds here and there. $12.5 million sounds like a rich man and an average person's pockets, but there are quarterbacks out here that are making $135 million on their contracts. There are quarterbacks out here making freaking doggone $500 million contracts. And I know Tyrod Taylor has the talent and enough power to keep going forward as a starting quarterback. I know this for a fact. The young man has the talent. The young man has the agility. He has the ambition. He has the spirit to keep going. And that's what you want in a quarterback. The leadership of a quarterback. He has that. Not knocking Deshaun Watson because he just wants out of he wants out of Houston. And I can't say that enough. He wants out. So let him go or find a trade worthwhile that will suit your boots to get him up out of there. It's not hard. Now, let's go into our next segment here a little bit, though, as to who's attacking free agency more aggressively and who's not really attacking free agency like they should be. Now, as we all have seen, the most aggressive person in free agency has been none other than Mr. Bill Belichick. (laughs) Bill Belichick has been attacking free agency since day one, since yesterday at 5 p.m. He started signing players like it was no tomorrow. And 
He is trying to build this team up. He signed Cam Newton back. Ever since he signed Cam Newton back, this team has been on the road. And he is is hitting the free agency market very, very hard right now. He is lighting it up. Other teams can't even keep up with him right now. And I haven't seen too much, too much from, you know, um, Washington. I haven't seen too much going for San Francisco. I haven't seen a lot of teams out here attacking the free agency market as much as Bill Belichick has. He has signed maybe five players already within a few within day number two. He has signed five players already. Five. Where other other teams out here are only signing one player at a time frame. Some might be getting trade deals, some might not be, but it is what it is. But Bill Belichick has made a major free agency splash since the free agency market has opened up. And with New England adding Jalen Mills and Devon uh, Gonchitz, I can't pronounce his name. Also, uh, they signed Baltimore Ravens uh, defend edge defender Matt, Ju- Matt Judon, also in free agency. New England has reached their uh, has re-signed uh, Dietrich Wise back on their team. So, and also. Later in the evening, reached a two-year, $26 million agreement with wideout Nelson Aguilar coming over to New England. So they're adding weapons for Cam Newton to throw the ball to next year, this season coming up. He's adding weapons. He's putting the team together for Cam Newton to have some fun this year. He wants to get off this first lost season since 2000. He wants to rewrite this history book. Because I think he's pissed off that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl without him. And that's my personal opinion. I really think that he is pissed off. Bill Belichick is highly pissed off that the fact of the matter is that he did not win another Super Bowl with Tom Brady and making it seven rings total in New England. Because nobody thought Tom Brady was going to win seven rings. I mean, let's be honest. I didn't think he was going to get seven last year, though, even though I said it. He was going to get seven if he made it to the Super Bowl. But nobody really thought that Tom Brady was going to go out there and be the same Tom Brady that we saw in New England. With the weapons that he had, yeah, we, we, can, we can fit it in a little bit, though. But who really thought that Tom Brady was going to be the same Tom Brady going forward, you know, and win a Super Bowl? Did anybody? Okay, then. So, if... If you didn't suspect it, I damn sure didn't suspect it. But in the same aspect of breath, in the same token of breath, though, is he did it. He is seven rings. He has seven rings total, and he is now the GOAT of football as a quarterback. He is now the GOAT. Nobody has seven rings. Nobody has seven rings. People might have five. People might have four. People might have three. But nobody has equivalent is equivalent to Tom Brady going forward. And I'm going to break this news to y'all now. On the next show, we're going to compare who we think, you know, who, who we think is the best quarterback. One of the top two quarterbacks in their era. And we're going to compare them two together. I'm not going to let y'all know who it is right now, though. But I'm going to let y'all know. The next two 
the next show or the show after that, me and DJ Curry are going to come back with y'all and we're going to compare two quarterbacks that we think are the best two quarterbacks in their era. And if they matched up together this year, I mean, came in the league this year and they matched up together. I like the dynasty in that conversation. I'm pretty much sure I'm ready to see what DJ Curry is going to come up with and what two players he's going to come up with quarterback-wise in that era. Because I've been hearing a lot of people say Dan Marino. Been a lot of here, a lot of players saying, um, uh, I, I can't think of his name right now. San Francisco 49ers, Joe Montana. Been hearing a lot of people out there. A lot of people. So I'm, wait, I'm, I'm waiting to see how that goes down on the next show. But for right now, everybody, I, I have, I must say, I must say this. For the last segment of this show, one, I want to thank you all for listening to the show and giving the show back up the ratings. I know we've been a week off, we spent three weeks off letting things simmer down in basketball, letting simmer things down and, and start opening up in free agency and basketball going forward. Um, March Madness is coming up, everybody. March Madness is here. Actually, I should say it's here. It's ready. If you don't have your brackets ready right now, start working on your brackets. Start working on your brackets today, everybody. The Real Sports Show will be posting a bracket up there of different brackets of who we think is going to win, who we think is not going to win. Um, going forward, we're talking about a little bit of March Madness going forward and how our brackets are doing. Um, also, the NBA season is still among us. The WNBA season is coming up. Baseball season is in full swing a little bit right now, and that's about to start up real going forward. And if you all haven't known yet, if you haven't heard yet, the Washington Nationals are opening up their uh, their stadium to 5,000 fans. And it's only for premium fans only. If you don't have a premium ticket, you would not be able to get into the stadium at all, period. You must buy a premium ticket or be a premium fan to be able to sit and watch a Nationals game this year for right now due to COVID restrictions still going on right now. They're still going to be managing the COVID restrictions of you got to stay six feet apart, social distancing, wear your mask inside the stadium, and everything else going forward. Also, D.C. United, if you live in the D.C. area, D.C. United is opening it up. And I believe it's 5,000 fans as well, too, as well, to go to a game. But the social distancing is still going to be an immense effect. I mean, still in full swing. I mean, full effect, I should say. So... There's a lot of opportunities for people to open back up and go to the games again. And I'm waiting to see how this all plays out. I hope COVID doesn't break through to these games. I hope players, I mean, hope players are not catching it at all, period, going forward. Um, I do pray that, you know, people can enjoy a basketball game again, football games again, whatever the case may be. Enjoy our sports again, live and in action and be able to root on our players on the field that we love to see every day of the week. And we love to talk about, love to debate about going forward. But 
I want to end this segment, the last segment, on the Washington Wizards. And I say that because I don't foresee them making the playoffs this year. But if they don't get their heads out of their asses, I'm not really seeing anything else going forward for the Wizards this year. And as a report just came out, the Wizards won't entertain offers for Bill. Bradley Bill, you know, is the is the bread and butter right now since John Wall left. The Wizards could be active ahead of the March 25th trade deadline. That's for the NBA season. But they won't welcome any advances regarding Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill is 27 years old, reportedly has not asked for a trade since agreeing to a two-year max contract extension worth 20, I mean, for $72 million in October of 2019. The deal includes a player option for the 22 and the 20 for 22 and the 23 season. Should Bill decline that option, the three-time All-Star will be eligible for a massive pay raise as a result of completing 10 years of NBA service. Bill could could nab a league record of $266 million, a five-year deal from the Wizards, or looked elsewhere for a four-year, $198 million contract from another suitor. All right, everybody. While, you know, this campaign doesn't seem to be going forward with anything else right now, and the market is high, Mo Wagner, Isaac Bognop, Jerome Robinson and Troy Brown Jr. are all reportedly available, with the latter drawing the most interest, according to Katz and Aldridge. So those are the four players that they're putting on the market right now to trade away. Troy Brown Jr. is on the market to be sold away. It's a it's a business at the end of the day, everybody. It's nothing personal from a a team trying to trade out and trying to get better on the team. A lot of these players have had a lot of injuries going forward you know and a lot of players haven't been suited to you know be half of what they were comp what they wanted to be on this team and not helping out the team at all period this team needs to get better this team needs to find a dominant uh a dominant center this team needs to find another third all-star or whatever the case may be is you need to find this team this team needs to find an identity this team needs to come together if they want to make a playoff push. If this team wants to ever make a playoff push again, they need to find out what is the missing piece that they're missing. Whether it's a big man that can get rebounds, whether it's their defense, of get, whether they can't play defense well enough, or they're just not gelling together at all. And something needs to be done with this team. They need to be purportedly getting better not getting worse since coming off the all-star break they've lost three games already three games since coming off the all-star break that's not good they need to be better but i leave y'all with that i have more coming up this week for you guys thank y'all for listening to the show tonight y'all been a a fantastic audience i love y'all to death and remember free agency we got money to blow, everybody. That's by Drake and Birdman, everybody. I'm Mark A.K. The Vet, and y'all been the best audience on the Real Sports Show, the number one show on podcast, y'all. We out.
cause that's what drama produced it for. Yes, I make mistakes that I don't ever make excuses for. Like even girls that love me and constantly seduce it. Oh, I'm losing my thoughts. I said, damn, where my roots just go? Top slipped off like Janet at the Super Bowl. I got you Hey. Stay tuned, y'all, for next week's show. Uh, next time we do the show, everybody. I'm out of here. Y'all been the best. I'm out. <laughs>